0: Thank you Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, Open your Bibles to Acts uh, 26. We'll start there. Acts 26. You know I was uh, in, uh, actually I was in Fort Worth this past week and man, it's good meetings at Southwest Believers Convention. And uh, I'm not only partial but I'm also a good hearer of the word. I would suggest that you listen to what our pastor was given through the Word on this week, plus everybody else that was there, because it was rich. It's rich, and it's the Word of God, and it is good truth that makes free. And it definitely was a good, good week, and we're thankful. And I know Brother Moore would be saying, I'm sure he'll say it, but be thankful for everyone that prayed with him and agreed with him. But it's good to have a... Good to, good to have a big company, right? Amen. Glory to God. Well, I was, anyway, I was looking at, uh, after listening all week, I was looking at the faithfulness of some of the men and women of God that you see in these places because there's so many ministries represented there. And, and, you know, God shows me things kind of in different ways. But may show you guys the same ways. But I remember when I first started in the ministry as a whole, and especially this ministry, Um, Dave is a well-known mediocre person back in the past, the old Dave. He he was very mediocre. In other words, good enough was just enough, and and that was good enough. And and if that wasn't good enough, then I didn't want to do it. If it took a whole lot of effort, then I was looking for an easier way. You know, I, I remember in football in high school, we had to run the mile, which... I complained about it the whole time because I don't like running a mile. I still don't like running a mile today. But I found a way around it where I walked one lap, ran one lap, walked another lap, then ran a half a lap, and it took me a day and a half or so. Now, it took me way longer than it should have. <clears throat> and I was a lineman, so I mean, they weren't expecting much more of me, but that's the problem. I gave them exactly what they expected of me and nothing more and, and so many times um, that carries on into our life I remember when I was in a freshman in high school I still played basketball although I was getting broader than most basketball players are at that time and, and I wasn't on the starting team well I hadn't done the work to be on the starting team first of all right you gotta, you gotta do the work you know, you got to, you've got to put in the effort to be on the starting team. But because I wasn't, and I always had been, I decided to quit. Well, I had a really good coach, and he's, he called me in the office, and he said, you know, he said, you can quit today. And he said, that's fine. He said, but I'm not concerned about you quitting the basketball team. I'm concerned what this will begin in your life. Yeah. You know, is it, it, every time something gets more difficult, is that going to cause you to quit and run? And he said, you will be a failure if you, if you continue along that path. And I actually heard that when he said it. I still quit, don't get me wrong. I was still a foolish young man. But I never let go of that. Uh, in fact, is I never quit something else that I'm aware of again after that um, because that did stick with me. Uh, The mediocrity didn't go away, (laughs) needless to say. I still wanted to do things. um, Well, I I don't even know when I started studying the Word. I would look, I I would read about Paul, which is somebody we're going to look at tonight, and I would think, I need to find out what he did wrong to get into all this trouble so that I don't do it. In other words, I was looking for a gospel of ease, you know, everything about faith was designed to get me through without any issues, nothing to overcome, things overcome for me so I could just breeze through. I like breezing through. Right? I liked open book tests. I liked teachers that, that, so that if you just wrote all their notes back out to them, they'd give you an A. That was great. Uh, the easiest way was the best way. And that's not God's way. And I remember when I came here, and, 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 and they began to do things excellently. And don't get me wrong, I had a heart for God, so I wanted to do it God's way, but I don't know that I knew God's way. Right? You understand? I know when we started teaching Bible studies, I was so excited about the Word of God that I didn't care how much of my time he got. I gave him all the time he wanted, and more probably there's times I should have shut up, and he was telling me to shut up, and I didn't. Amen. But still wasn't seeking the excellence that that it, that we should have when we're serving the Lord, when we're running our course. Everybody in here has a course that is set for them by God, that we're designed to run. We're designed to run that course on a daily every day there's a course that you're designed to run. And and I don't know that I was settled on that. In other words, if the course got a little hard, it'd be you know, leave that hard stuff over there, go around it and come back. Well, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to go back to that sometime, right? And so everything I sidestepped, now I'm in this ministry and I can't sidestep it anymore. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, is this a competition? And God says, no, it's a call. You know, so many people look at, we, we want the church to do great things, we want it to look good, we want the ushers to be dressed just right, the greeters to do this, and, and we do. Why? Because it's a call. It's not a competition. We're not trying to be better than another church. We're trying to be exactly what God called us to be. And he called us to be excellent in that way. Yeah. And he called us to be hospitable and to excel in hospitality. And, and those are great things, and that's a great, good call, but you can't... Be mediocre and do it. You can't say, well, that's just good enough. Because it's not just good enough. Your best is good enough. If you've done it with all your heart, then you've done it the right way. And and, and then as, as, as the church grew and people came and you saw people come and serve, and, and it inspired you because people came in and served with their heart. And they were volunteering, and, and I was volunteering at that time. And we're doing it with all our heart, and, and we're, we're, we're worshiping God with our excellence unto Him, or the most excellent we knew at that time. And, and it changed the way you think. But it also you see it in the light of today, and you notice, well, there's not as many people here anymore. What happened? Did their course change? Did, did, their ra- did they run their race and they're done? Right? Because I'm reading about Paul... And Paul, just look at this. We'll start here, but in in Acts 26, he's talking to King King Agrippa, and Agrippa in twenty in verse 28 says, you know, he talks all this time, and he says, and King Agrippa says, "Man, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian." And Paul said, Paul said, he said, what's the next verse? And Paul said, "I would to God that not only you, but also all that would hear me this day." We're both almost and all together such as I, except these bonds. In other words, I want you to know Jesus and love him and serve him. You know, people don't hear that when they see this verse. Because he wanted to be just like him. Well, Paul was extreme. Paul was the most extreme person you'll ever see in the Bible. He wouldn't quit. He wouldn't stop. he, He wasn't moved. He ran his course. He ran his course daily no matter where his course led. If it got a little difficult, Paul didn't sidestep it. He just kept going and hurdled it. The man was killed and raised from the dead. He was shipwrecked. He was he was beaten, he was scourged. He, he what didn't happen to Paul? And that's why when he, when I read that when I was mediocre I'm thinking Well, I want to see what he I'm looking for where he missed it. I'm literally looking for where Paul missed it. Should he not have went there? And, and, I mean, you're looking for a verse saying, well, I don't want to do all that. Paul didn't want you to either, except these bonds. Paul wasn't asking you. He wanted you to be as fervent as him. He wanted you to be as diligent as him. He wanted you to be as on fire as him. He wanted me to be as on fire As he is. That's what he's saying. He said, I want you to be saved to the uttermost just like I am. Right? I mean, you could take it even further. I want you to be healed just like I am. I I want you to know Christ just like I do. I want you to meet him in the way I met him. I want you to know the love the way I know the love. I want you to work and run your course the way I've run my course. And what's he saying? Because I've run it the way God told me to run it. Amen? And that's what he said in the... First or 2 Timothy 4. Four verse 7. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us already. Amen? Because, you know, we don't want to get slack in the things we do in the church. And and it's not about it's not about a volunteer. It's not just about excellence. It's about heart. Amen? And and if you were if you've been one of those people, and i found and I, we're human, so we can get this way. We can start running hard, and then it can get a little hard, and you can get a little tired. And you can look over there and say, you know, if I went that way, it wouldn't be nearly as hard. See, see if, I'm, if I'm running and they say, you've got to get over there, then I'm not going in a circle to get there. I'm going that way. Even if God said go in a circle, I'll miss it and go that way. Well, that's not okay. Because then you miss everything God wanted you to do on your way to there. When he said, I want you to run your course, I want you to fulfill your course. I want you to fulfill your call. And, and, and I want you to enter in to the, the call that I've given you. And the way you do that is run the full course. Amen? And, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm just a parking lot guy. No, you're part of the body of Christ. You know what? Brother Moore preached a message in Fort Worth, Texas this week, and, and the parking lot guys helped. The, the greeters helped. The flower team helped. Every part of this body that's been put together in both churches is designed for this church. the churches and ministry to work together to accomplish the course that's set for them. And in the, in the doing so, you'll accomplish your course. And, and when we slack back from that, when we draw back... Because we don't see the value in it, we 've lost sight of what God's given us to do we 've lost sight of the good work we 're doing. We were created to do that good work, and, and because it, it, just because it 's not seen or it's not, or it's not talked about every day, or there's not five people out there clapping their hands every time you get a car into the parking lot, you know, oh, <laughs> yes. What are you doing? You're running your course. You're doing what you're called to do. When you're up there teaching kids, when you're, when you're down here ushering, when you're on the platform singing, it, it's what your call is. And, and everybody can't be Brother Moore. We need some Brother Moores. We need some Mrs. Moores. But we need some Paul Silers out in the parking lot. We right. need, right? We need Bob up here out in the parking lot. Yeah. Right. Amen? We need people. To, to do the parts, and, and I, I remember when I came here, I still didn't, when I used to do, I didn't like painting and cleaning. And, you know, as those weren't, you know, I'd done those things. I had been a warehouse guy, a forklift driver, a truck driver for most of from the time I was 18 until I came into this almost, until I opened a carpet store. And it was so, you know, I opened it because I didn't want to do that anymore. People say, well, didn't God tell you to do it? Can't say. I really didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> you know, and, and, and we, we, we laugh. But we do those things. We're human. And we do those things. And we, we call it God said. Again, listen to Brother Moore's messages this past week. We call it God said. Or we don't like the way the usher team worked. This past month, so we believe God's calling us away. Is He? Is He? We we don't we we don't want to just be a parking lot guy. We've got a higher call in your life. How can you have a higher call than a part in the body of Christ? What's the higher call than a part? I don't care if you're a big toe or a little pinky finger or a piece of hair in the head. I don't care what part. You're part rejoice that you're a part of the body of Christ. The reason Paul was Paul is because of his fervency and he went places where other people wouldn't go and did things other people wouldn't do. You know why he was standing in front of King Agrippa? In chapter 20, right? This whole thing started in chapter 20. And he followed that course to get in front of King Agrippa. He was beaten, shipwrecked, scourged. He was... He, was, he told him a Jew and then he had to get out of there, so he told him he was a Roman. and he, six chapters, I don't know how many years that was to get to King Agrippa, but he took his time and he followed his course. He didn't say, oh, I got to go to King Agrippa, let me think how the easiest way there. No, he followed his course. And he did the things he was called to do to get there. And he overcame the hurdles that that it took to get to the place that he was supposed to be. Amen? And and when we make the decision that this is no longer our course, did we ask God, when did he change our course? Now, I'm not saying along the course something might change in what you're doing. But it's not going to change course. God gives a course. And he says, run that course. Amen? Amen? And, and as we run it, especially as a part in the body of Christ, as a part of a church, if we're flipping from church to church, if we're going from place to place, doing things and we, because we feel like we could get a better place at this church, we, we feel like we could go higher over here. You can't get a better place. Part of the body is part of the body. Right? That, that's a, right? right. The rewards for somebody that got saved or got healed or, or got a revelation that changed their life this past week from Brother Moore, we, we get to enjoy those rewards. Right. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen? Why? Because we were a big part. Yep. We were part. And when we, when we become part, we need to quit looking at things and seeing it flesh, spirit, flesh, spirit. Now, it says the eye is the light of the body, right? And if the eye is single, and it only says eye, it doesn't say eyes. You know why? Because if I'm looking with somebody with both my eyes, I'm still single, yes. right? And my eyes won't work, and I don't know if somebody's do work that way, but I can't see two things at once. In other words, I can't with this eye see you, and with this eye go look over here and see somebody else. Right? So if my eye be single, then I'm looking exactly at what God's told me to do, or, or if my eye be evil, I'm looking away from... I'm look, I've, got, I've got division in myself. I've got division within myself because I don't want to do this, so I'm going to look over here. I don't want 2 plus 2 to be 4, so I'm going to call it 5 for the rest of my life. And I'll be adamant enough that you'll quit arguing with me. You'll just let it be 5. But it'll never be 5, and you'll always be on the wrong course because you're one-off the rest of your life. Amen? Amen. When, when, we, when we get it together and we decide to follow God and, and to run the course that's been set before us, then, then we, then we, then the next thing is we can't let other things distract us and hinder us. Paul didn't let things that distract him or hinder him. He he started on his course at, in chapter twenty. Now, how many years it took? I mean, between that he went to Malta after he was shipwrecked. I mean, I don't know how many years it took to get to King Agrippa, but he never quit. I don't even know that he knew what king he was going for. He didn't say, I know, I've got to go stand before king of crap. He just said, you're going to stand before kings. And all he did, everywhere he did, everywhere he went, was he told what God did for him. He, he testified to the goodness of God, and, and he didn't quit. He just kept on. And it didn't matter if he was in prison. He's going to tell you about what God did for him. If he was, I mean, he, he was in prison for a long time before he even got to king agrippa right they'd say, they said well we've left him in there waiting on you you know we're, he's been in prison we, we didn't let him go you know most people would have said god this just isn't worth it this is hard this can't be god this is hard you know what when when god's helping you it's not You know, and I I know the difference because the Moors have asked me to do things that I got upset about, and man, they were hard. Why? Because I was upset about them. Amen? It's like if you wake up in the morning, if you're a jogger, if you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like jogging, is it harder? I mean, I can't tell you because if I wake up in the morning, it's going to be hard for me to jog no matter what. (laughs) Right? Me just getting out of bed, I'm like, "Mm, man, get out of bed, sleep another 15. You know, I have to argue with my flesh for an hour just to get out of bed. (laughs) I make sure I have that hour, by the way, because if I didn't. hmm. I mean, seriously, but it's like anything else you do. If your attitude stinks before you start, the day's going to stink, or the the job's going to stink that you do, and you're going to do a stinking job. Amen? If if you didn't feel like coming to church tonight to serve, you're you're not blessing the Lord. And I'm not saying you couldn't change just like that. Because there's a lot of times just that act of going is is putting your flesh under. I don't care what you feel like, flesh. I get to serve the Lord tonight. I'm going to church on a Friday night, whether you like it or not. And I'm going to serve the Lord. Flesh, you can shut up. Amen? Amen? And, and, and those are things that that's, that's le- laying aside the weights right there. You're the weights and the sin that so easily besets you. Because the weights, are, are, are the Satan will load you with weights. He'll make sure, why? He, want, he doesn't want you to run your course. And if he can get you tired with weights, offense, big weight, right? Anger, weight, tired, weary. Wait. Those are all weights. I don't want to. That's the biggest weight ever right there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to is not an option. No. It's your course. Right. It's your course. And if you're serving God with the right heart, you'll get rid of I don't want to because it will always be I want to. I want to. Wait. That's, I'm serving the Lord. Wait. We've got to redirect our thoughts, redirect our vision, and, and realize it's God that's asking me. He's not even asking me. He's letting me do this. He's giving me a part in the kingdom of God. What part do we want to miss out on? No part at all. So we want to run our course. We want to do what God's called us to do. And, and in Faith Life Church, that means we're going to excel in excellence. We're going to excel in hospitality. We're going to excel in doing things for God. And we're not going to come up with excuses. Yeah, I just don't like being around a lot of people. That You might want to check with God. That's a problem. <laughs> He loves people. He's all about people. He'll put you in the middle of a crowd, right, at just just the right time to say something that might help some. Ooh, might help somebody. You mean I'm going to help somebody else? Oh my, I, I don't have time to help. You don't know my life's a mess. I can't help. If you'll help, your life won't be a mess, Amen. right? Your life's a mess because your course is here, and you're supposed to be helping, and you're over here hiding from what you're supposed to be doing. That's when your life gets to be a mess. Amen? Amen. Yeah. People say, well, I'm a lot happier that way. I don't think so. I think people tell you they're happy when they're not. Easy's not always happy. Amen? Glory to God. Where did I tell you all to go? 2 Timothy? Yeah. I read that, though, didn't I? I fought the good fight. I finished my course. What did he finish? His course. What do you run on? A course. Well, so what? Do you, he he had to fight the good fight on the course that God laid for him. So so it's not going to be easy all the time. It, it's going to be a fight, and that doesn't mean it's going to be hard on you. It means it's going to be a fight. Right. The fight you win is always a good fight, yeah, and you got victory before you go in if you stay on the on the course that God put for you. He the victory's already been won. He went ahead of you. Amen? Amen. That's why they couldn't take Paul out. I mean, they tried. Literally stoned him until he was dead. And next thing you know, he's up and preaching. Not only did he get up, he preached. You know, I don't know what what you guys, you know, you're thinking they take a little rock and throw it and hit you in the head. No, they take a stone and they smash your head. Right? And and they, they did this to Paul and he's up preaching later. Why? He's on a course. They can't take him out. He's got a word from God, and he's got a and he's got a race to run. And nothing's go- he is he's grabbing hold, going forward, grabbing hold, going forward, grabbing hold. He's, he's never backing up. He's never backing up. He's always on the course, heading towards what God called him to do. He's reaching for the, he's pressing towards the hot the mark of the high calling of Christ. Amen. And that's what he's doing the whole time. Look at 1st Corinthians 9. In Acts 20, where that all started, Paul, Paul said I'm going to Jerusalem and I know some bad stuff. <laughs> Which amazes me because when I hear stuff like that, he's like I'm going to Jerusalem and I know some bad stuff waiting for me there. And I'm like, "Don't go." And and the end of his is, none of these things move me. I'm like, Dave's thinking don't go. He's saying none of these things move me. Who's right? Paul. (laughs) But see, our flesh, he's not allowing his flesh to rule him. He's listening to the Spirit of God and, and, and being directed on the path that he's called to do. Amen? And he knows if he does that, no matter what's waiting for him, he'll overcome it by the grace given to him. Now, this is not a chance to blame all your problems on your call. <laughs> Amen? Yeah, I'm broke because I followed the call of God. Nope. I'm sick because I followed the call of God. Nope. I'm having problems in my marriage because I followed the call. Nope. No. No. Huh-uh. Have I made it clear yet? No. Because <laughs> if you were, you'd just overcome them and be right through it anyway. But God doesn't make people sick. There's no sickness on the path. That you, if there was, you're overcoming it. Why? Because you were healed before you got on the path. Amen? And so, you know, don't don't try to find a way to blame problems on God. God but Paul wasn't blaming the problems on God. He said there's people there, and they do stupid things. But that's where I'm headed. Why? Because God sent me to people that do stupid things. Right? You know what you were one day and I was one day? A people that did stupid things. And aren't you glad God sent something to you, sent someone to you? Amen. Right? Even if you were hateful to them and mean to them, but yet they said something nice. I remember my mom, when I was running from God, she'd always say something good, and I'd say, Mom, leave me alone. And I was rude to her. I I, I asked her to forgive me later. So we, you know, there was times we were all rude to her, and she was never rude back. Right? Why? Because she was operating in the love of God and we were operating in the stupid of man. (laughs) Right? She was right, we were wrong, and we didn't like it. Do you know your flesh does not like to be wrong? When you start arguing about something that God told you or didn't show you and you become adamant and mad and angry, then you might want to check if God really told you because you don't have to get mad when you know God told you. Right? You just have to keep running your course. Amen. Amen. Angry and rage, those aren't, those aren't part of an anointing. Right? Those are part of an antichrist. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Where did I say go? 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9, um, about verse 20, I think, Paul starts talking about becoming all things to all men and so that he might save some. Amen. Yeah, to the Jews. I became as a Jew that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, I became as under the law that I might gain. And he's not saying he put himself under the law. He's saying I became like them so they would accept, so I could talk to them. I went where they were so I could talk to them. Amen? Amen. To, to, to the heathen. I, he didn't become a heathen. He went where they were. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Oh. You, you go where people are to get them into the kingdom. Did you know most people don't get saved in church? (laughs) Most people get saved somewhere else and then come to church. Amen? Verse 21. He said, To them that are without the law is without the law, being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. In other words, he's saying, I had the law, I had the law in Christ. But I'm trying to gain these people. I'm not acting like something else. I'm going in as me to these people. Amen? Verse 22. To the weak became I as weak that I might gain the weak. What was he doing? He he told his story. You're going to look pretty weak, right? I went and I persecuted the church. Right? I drugged Christians out of their homes. I did some really evil things. But then... The grace of our God showed up on the road to Damascus, and he opened my eyes to the gospel, the good news of the grace of God, and I became one of those that I persecuted. Right? And he testified of the goodness of God, and, and he became weak to show them how God makes you strong. Amen? And I made all things, I am I, I made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Verse 23. And this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be a partaker thereof with you. In other words, why am I doing all this? I'm doing this because the gospel needs to go forth and I want to be a partaker with you. I don't just want to be... I want you to be a partaker with me. I want to be a partaker with you. The gospel needs to go out. You need to hear the gospel. I need to hear the gospel. They need to hear the gospel. The gospel is what this is all about. Verse 24. Know ye not... Now, why did he go right into running a race? Well, let's say, because that's what he's doing. He's following a course. He's running a race. He's doing something that that not everybody's going to like. Not everybody's going to... If somebody came up to me tomorrow and said, Dave, I, I want you to start jogging, I'm going to say no. Right? But the, he's talking about spiritually... There's a race to be run. There's a course to be followed. And he says, Know ye not that, in it, that they which run in a race, all of them run, but only one receives the prize. And what's he saying? He's saying, he's getting to a point here. He's saying, I did all these things up here in, this, the way, in a way that would win. I did it all in a way that would win the prize, that would win people to Christ, that would win over people's hearts, that would bring them to a place where they could hear the gospel. He said, in in, in a race, everybody runs, but only one receives the prize. And he's saying, so run that you may obtain. And that word obtain means apprehend. That word obtains means so run so that you may apprehend. It also means take eagerly. So run that you may take eagerly. So you're grabbing and you're moving forward. You're grabbing hold and you're moving forward. And you're, what's he saying? I, I became weak. I became like the Jews. I became under the law. I became whatever it took to get the gospel to these people. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? And he said so, and, and then he's saying, run like that. Run your race the way I ran my race. Run that way. And, and keep going, verse 25. And every for, and every man that strives for the mastery is tempered in all things. So what's he saying? He said, I have to put my flesh under to do this. Amen? You got any joggers in here? Wow. Good crowd. <laughs> Anything you do, whether it's jogging, if you want to, be to master it, you're going to have to put your flesh under. You're, you're, you know what? I don't have the same goals in my life now that I had when I was 18. When I was 18, I got up every day, and I lifted weights, and I worked out. I didn't run because I still never liked running. Amen? If I did, it was sprints, not long distance. But I got up every day, and I worked out. And Because why? Because I had a goal. I was going somewhere. I was on my way to somewhere. I wanted to play football. I needed to be strong. And, and, you, and you put your flesh under when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like working out, you still got to work out. Amen? you still gotta, You still got to do what, what it takes, and, and you've got to be tempered and all that. You've got to be self-controlled. Well, in our spirit life so many times, we don't become self-controlled. We just allow things in and out. And, and, and self-controlled in the spirit would be not letting things bother you not letting things get to you not getting tired not getting you know I've been talking to that person for weeks and weeks I'm tired of them that's not, <laughs> they're they're still in your path so you got well, you got a choice or stay on the path stay your course god graced you to to speak with them. God graced you to talk to them. In, until they get off your course or they get saved or get fixed, they're in your course. Amen? Um, I've ushered for five years. I just don't feel like it anymore. I just don't think that's my call anymore. What did God tell you that? You're just tired. Or they they, they, don't, they don't they don't they don't they're not receiving my gift. I'm I'm more than an usher. I'm I'm more than a how can you be more than an usher? That's part of the body of Christ. What part of the body of Christ is unnecessary? What part of what we do in this church is unnecessary? There is no unnecessary part if God told us to do it and if He called you into that. You know, a lot of people didn't like it when, when people signed up for stuff and Mrs. Moore. She'll look at what they signed up for. We'll turn it in. And she'll say, oh, no, they need to go here. Well, how she know what I'm supposed to do? She's put over the ministry. She knows exactly what part. But he places them in the body as he wills. She, she, they put her and Brother Moore over this ministry. And, you know, a lot of people said, okay, that's what she said. We had other people say, well, that's not my call. Well, it was today. And, you know, we got some people that have never answered the call. Literally that it signed up to volunteer, she told them where to be, and they've never done it? Yes. Are they on their path? No. Can they be on their path? I, I'm i not going to even give you the answer to that. You'd have to answer that for yourself. But if you signed up to volunteer, were you led to sign up? And if you were led to sign up, then were you called to be where they called you to be? And we won't get any further off that. Woo. This is a good message. You guys will like it, right? Every man that strives labors fervently. In other words, when you labor, it's going to take effort to be the best at what you do. It's going to take effort. It's not going to come easy. Everything we do for the kingdom of God, it's going to take effort on your part. It's going to take spiritual effort, and it's going to take putting your flesh under effort. Amen? And and as we strive for mastery in those things, we want to realize that our effort is not in vain. We're laboring to to get into where God called us to be and to stay on the course God called us to be on. And as we labor in that course, we don't want to get our own ideas. Your flesh will give you all kinds of ideas. Well, there's an easier way to do that. Why don't you go to them and tell them how they should do it? Don't get me wrong. They don't mind ideas. But if God told them how to do it, they won't change it. Trust me. I tried. When I first came here, they were doing some things like, you know, there's a lot easier way to do it. You want to do it like this? They said, no. I said, how about if we do this like no. I'm like, this? They said, no. And then I realized, wait, God told them to do it this way. Why? Because... Every part of your body works with a different part of your body, and you don't know how, what, what other part is, is helping the other part. and you, So you don't know, right? You don't know. There's, there's things. I remember, and I've told the story before, I remember I was lifting one time. I was bench pressing my favorite workout because you lay down while you do it. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I went to, to bring the bar down, and this arm went up, and this arm would not go up. And I was only doing warm up, so it wasn't like I had a bunch of weight on. And I thought, what in the world? And so I'm I'm trying to get this arm up, and finally I do get it up. But it was, I mean, it was like 300 pounds on one arm, and it was I only think I had 135 on the bar just doing a warm up. And so I'm like, what? Something, what's wrong with me? And when when something like that happens, I don't really. Say, oh, I can't believe this! I didn't go to Kim and say, oh, I I, and I had a bodybuilder friend. I said, "What's the deal with that?" I said, I said, I don't understand that." And he goes, "There's a little muscle in the back of your shoulder that if you pull it, your chest has no strength." I'm like, "You're kidding?" He said, "You must have pulled it. A little bitty muscle in the back, back in here somewhere that if you if you can't if it's not operating right, then this doesn't operate right, huh?" Weird. We don't know how the body operates all the time. We don't know how the body of Christ is supposed to operate in every situation and every circumstance. That's why God puts leaders in places. He puts leaders in the church, and then He puts leaders under them on the teams. And and we've got got covering. Amen? And, And if we do it the way He said if we run our race the way He said to run it, instead of saying, well, if I go all the way around there... I'm going to be tired by there, but if I just go here, man, if I just go here, look how much of this, I'm saving all this. No, you're, you're missing all that. You're not saving all that. You're missing all that. Amen? If you did that and you run the mile, you'd only run a half mile in four laps because you cut off two laps, right? Which would have been a better idea than walking now that I think about it. Glory to God. We better keep moving. If you're looking for master, you've got to be self-controlled. In other words, there's going to be things you have to control. So you're going to have to be temperate. You can't just go into it thinking, oh, I can do it. Because your flesh is going to look for the easy way out. Your flesh is designed to look for the easy way out. Right? That's why we had to be saved. So we could not look for the easy way out. We could look for God's way out. Amen? But I remember Brother Moore said years ago, before this COVID thing ever happened, and people started watching uh, service from home, he said, you just lay out a church for a couple of weeks and look how easy it will be for your flesh to stay home. Yes. Do you know we still got people staying home? Yes, right? And, and and I pray that they don't get mad at me for saying that. I pray that they hear from God and decide where they're supposed to be. You know, if you still feel unsafe, that's great stay home. But if you just got lazy... Not that any of our people would get lazy. But if just by chance, you're like me, because I noticed even in that, what, eight, ten weeks? Man, I'm a, it's like, it's like oh, the church is opening back up. Yeah. Hey, and I'm not saying that to, to, to look to make myself look bad. I'm just saying flesh is strong. If you just let it go, if you get untemperate, I don't know that's a word, but if you get untemperate, or unself-controlled, you, your flesh will go wild doing everything it wants to do. You ever got really hungry and you went and found the candy bar and potato chips? It's not good for you, but man, it satisfied your flesh just like that, didn't it? Huh, man? You start feeling a little weak. Don't don't eat something good. <laughs> Grab the Snickers bar and the and the and the Lay's. The 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 original ones with the grease at the bottom of the bag. Salt all through them. Huh? Hey, I know how to fail, but I also know how not to. Amen? Because the Dave that used to think that way, he's not mediocre anymore. He's coming up. He's coming up, just like we all are. We're not going to leave our place open in the church. We're not going to walk away from our call. We're not going to do things that, that our flesh wants in lieu of following God. Amen? We want, we want God's best in our life, and we want to go and do everything that God's called us to do, no matter what part that is. Amen? Every man that strives for, labors fervently for mastery, is temperate, self-controlled in all things, they do this. Think about the people in the Olympics right now. Everything they're doing, they're doing to get a gold medal or a silver, which silver medal would kind of be, I'm not going to say that. Anyway, they're doing it to get a medal. I'm all about winning. I'm sorry, it's the competitive side of me. Man, if you're third in the world, you're pretty you're up there, okay. If you got a bronze medal in the Olympics, you're you're, you're number three in the world. So you you did pretty good, amen. But man, you get a gold, you're number one in the world. Glory to God. And they're doing that to obtain something that 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 doesn't mean anything. it doesn't have true value. We're running our race in order to win. Because it has eternal value. Everything you do, every every part that you get to be a part of, whether it's on a team, whether it's in in this church, whether it's outside the body, leading somebody to Christ, helping somebody through a tough situation, if you're running your course, everything you do has eternal value. And it keeps going and going and going. And that's what Paul said. I want you to be like me. I want your life to be eternal every day. I want, I want it to have eternal value in every person's life that you leave behind you. I want, I want them to know when you left, something could be better, even if it didn't get better. All they had to do was make a decision, right? And that's what he was saying. He said, I want you to, I want you to come up to a level to where you, I want you to be like me. Because that's what he was like. He, he said, accept these chains. I don't want you in chains. But, but I wish you were all just like me. Willing to do whatever it takes to get in front of King Agrippa. Willing to do whatever it takes to get the jailer saved. He didn't sound that unhappy in prison that day, did he? He was singing. Right? Because, you know, I remember the first time I read that story, I'm like, man, Paul must have really messed up. He got them both in prison, got them beat. They're in stocks. That's, that's, that's really got to stink. And he's singing. Why? It didn't bother him. He was on a course. It didn't affect him. Because why? His eyes never moved. None of those things moved him. He was on a course. And he was single vision. His vision was God, 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 love, love, love. Salvation. Jesus. The Gospel. His vision was single. His his path was plain. His course was unaltered. That's why he said none of these things move me. In other words, they're not knocking me off my course. They don't move me. I'm going where God told me to go, and I'm not being moved by my flesh. I'll put it under, and I'll go. Amen? And, and, you know, and we should be thankful that we're walking in the fruit of things he did. Right? You're, you're not having to go to jail. Right? He said all those years ago, pray that the gospel have free course. That prayer is still being answered, isn't it, right here in America every day? The gospel has free course. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. He said, if, "He said, I therefore so run. What's he saying? I run like somebody that's going to win. I run like somebody that's not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to grow weary. I'm not going to grow tired. I'm not going to find an easier way. I'm going to run the course God set for me, and I'm going to run it certainly. I'm going to run it as though somebody that's running it with purpose. I'm running it to win. I'm not running it to lose. I'm, I, I fight as one, not, not as one that beats there. In other words, I'm not fighting not knowing what I'm dealing with. I know what I'm dealing with. I know who I'm punching at, and they're going to get hit. Amen? And, and, and in doing so, he's saying, I'm going to accomplish the things God's called me to accomplish, and, and I don't care what that takes. I'm not going to be moved off my course. Amen. We're too easily moved off our course by our own cell. You know, we're saying, "Well, they, it was their fault." No, it was your fault. It was my fault. If we got moved, we moved. We we chose to move. Amen. <laughs> got quiet. I keep my bo- keep under my body. I bring it into subjection, lest lest that by any means when I have preached to others I myself would be a castaway. In other words, I'm not going to show somebody else how to do it and not do it myself. Because I'm going in with you. Amen. Well what's he saying? I want you to go in. Go in with me. I'm going to go in and I'm going to make sure you go in. And that, that's what we're running our race because our desire is our desire is for others To run with us, for others to, to win with us, to, to bring, to, to overcome the hurdles and the obstacles. None of the obstacles moved him. He just kept jumping and, and he kept grabbing hold and moving forward. Look at first, uh, or Philippians and we'll close with that because there's no way I'm getting all these notes. You bring them all together, but you don't have them all. Amen. Paul said in in Philippians 3, He said that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, the fellowships of His suffering, being made conformable unto His death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I'd already attained, either were I already perfect, but I follow after, follow after, that's a good word right there. If you follow after, what's He following after? He's following after Christ he's following after that which he's seen he's following after that he may apprehend what's he doing he's saying I'm following my course that I get to everything God's called me to do I'm apprehending I'm taking it eagerly he's not he's not running his course you know a lot of people say I would think man if I was on Paul's course I'd be hedging yeah I'd I'd get to Jerusalem and I'd have to sit outside for a couple days and think about it Paul's running it with joy He's running it the same way Jesus ran his course. Why? He's apprehending it. He's seizing and possessing those things that God's called for him to do. And he's, he's not going to let them get by him. He's, gonna, he's going to he's gonna follow every step that, that he's following after it. He's apprehending it. And as he apprehends it, he's getting a hold of the things God's called him to do. And he's, 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 he's you know, I don't even know the words from us talking tongues for a second. Amen? That I may apprehend that for that for which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Amen? Yes. Brethren, I, do, I count not myself to have apprehended or possessed, but this one thing... You now, this, this kind of got to me because he says, this one thing I do, and then he says three things. <laughs> right? What's that tell you? They all work as one. Yeah. You've got to forget what's behind you got to reach forth to what's before, and then the next verse. And you got to press towards the mark. You forget what's behind. Amen? You know, a lot of people look at that like bad stuff. you got to forget some of the good stuff because you're boasting and prideful about it. Huh? God may have used you to do something great, and you're still living on it. Right? I remember when I got those people saved 20 years ago. You know, we have people saying, you know, I think I've served long enough. I'm done. What are they saying? I've done all I need to do. I've done it all. God called you away from your... Paul, when Paul was done, that was when he left. When Jesus was done, he left. Seems to me like when people are done in the ministry, they leave. Okay. Go back back to verse 13. This one thing I do. Verse 13, I'm sorry. It's in there, verse thirteen, brethren. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, one thing, I forget, I I I forget, I reach. What am I doing? I'm apprehending. I'm forgetting those things here, and I'm pulling myself forward. I'm apprehending those things that God's got before me, and I'm. What am I doing? I'm pressing. I'm not just moving forward. I'm pressing forwards. I'm getting. I'm on my and, and I'm not quitting. Uh, when you're running and you get tired and, and you get that second wind, you're pressing. And that's what he's saying. He said, I'm not going to run out of breath. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to get tired. I'm not going to grow weary. I'm pressing forward. I'm grabbing on. I'm, I'm apprehending. I'm possessing and seizing those things which God called me to seize. Yeah. Amen? And and that's one thing. So, so a lot of people are going to try, well, i gotta, I got I to forget those things that are behind. I've been walking in condemnation. Yes, you do. But if that's all you do, you're not doing this. Because it takes all three parts to make the one. You forget those things that are behind you, you reach. At the same time you're forgetting, you're reaching. At the same time you're reaching, you're pressing. So you're you're forgetting, reaching and pressing. You're forgetting, reaching and pressing. You're forgetting, reaching and pressing. It's not three actions, it's one. It's one action. You forget, reach and press. I don't know if you can make one word out of that. Forget each That's what you're doing. And, and that's what we do. When we begin to do that, then... Look, we'll, we'll do one more verse, then we'll close. One more place. Ephesians 3. When we do that, we step in to a higher level of things that we weren't at before. And, and see, when Paul wrote to the Ephesians... He wrote in verse 317, he said, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Okay, you're already in love. All right, you're rooted and grounded in love. Verse 18, that you may be able to comprehend. You know what that word comprehend means? Apprehend, very same word. That you may be able to apprehend, possess, and seize with all the saints what is the breadth, length, width, depth, and height of, and and to know. The love of Christ, which passes all knowledge. What's he saying? It's the same word as know in when he said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Same know there. I want to know the love of Christ. And what's he saying? I, don't want to do, I want to have a working knowledge of the love of Christ. When you're walking on your path, you are walking in a love and, and an ability that you don't have over here. But when you're on your path, you're walking in this love. And, and, and you're walking in a love that passes knowledge. And you're doing things in love at all times, which is unfailing. Because now you're walking in an unfailing love on an unfailing path on a journey to help and to be filled with all the fullness. How, you know, what do you, many people say, I want to be filled with all the fullness of God. Get the love. Get the love. That is the fullness of God. Everything that He is, everything that comes out and through Him is from love. Amen? And that's what he's saying. He's saying, be like me. Operate in this love. Have a working knowledge of the love of God. Know how far it will go to get somebody. Know how, 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 how far it will reach to either side. And how deep it will go to bring somebody back. We've got to operate in that love. And when we stay on our path, that's where that love is. And we're apprehending with all the saints and, and understanding this love. And when you understand that love, you walk in it. It's a lot of people, they want to understand that because they I need to understand how much He loves me. No, you need to understand how much He'll love through you. You need to understand how much He'll love through you. When you're on the path, that, the course that He set for you, He will use you to, to love people in a way that brings them out, that fixes them, that helps them at all times. You'll be at the right place at the right time, saying the right things, not just there, to, just sitting you'll have the right words or you'll have the right hug, you'll have the right smile. You'll know the right thing to do. Amen. Why? Because the love of God surpasses knowledge. It knows things that 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 your flesh and your knowledge will never know. It surpasses it. Amen? Glory to God. When we get a hold of this and we and we choose to run our course, not to not to run off our course. Amen? I don't like the way they're treating me. <laughs> Somebody looked at me wrong in church the other day. It's too far to drive. You know what? I, I've been I was mediocre for years. I know all the outs. Right? People call me and they'll they'll start talking to me and say, ah, I just don't think I'm supposed to do this anymore, Dave. And God said, and I'm like, did he? Did he? Did he? Or do you just not feel like it anymore? Did he or did somebody make you mad? Did he? Now, let's not let him chase us off our course. Let's fight the good fight. Let's stay on our course. Finish our course. Amen? I finished the mile. It just took me 25 minutes. It was supposed to take me seven and a half. I'm like, that's crazy. I didn't needed a car to do it in seven and a half minutes. <laughs> but let's finish our course. And let's run it. Stand up with me. Like like we're running to win, not like not like we're running to finish. We're running to win. Paul didn't say run to run like you want to finish. He said run like you want to win. There's there's a big difference because you you can run very mediocre and finish. I did it twenty five minute mile. I may have broken the slowest mile record. Right. <laughs> it didn't get me any props from the coaches, by the way. I'm thankful I started that year, so I'd have probably quit if I didn't. (laughs) Our flesh is a giver-upper-quitter. God is a never give her up, give her upper, always on your side, always encourage you, always exhorting you, always. You know, you, when you're on your course, he'll be the, he'll be your coach. He'll say, "You can do this. You can do. You got this. You'll, you'll go. You'll you you'll get through this." I've already been here. I know what's going on. And and when you're through it, you're like, "Oh God, that was easier." Well, yeah, I told you it would be. Why? Because you were on His course. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. But, you know, one thing that we always want to be praying in the church is that we do stay in our places, that people that have stepped away would, would come back and, and be in their place and do the things God's called them to do. And, you know, maybe God's not told you what to do here, in this. but if you're part of this body, it, there's a good chance that you should be serving somewhere. And there's lots of places to serve. You know, we have people, um, I, I guarantee you, Steve Pollard would take mowers and weed eaters every day of the week. People say, I only got an hour. Take that hour. Stop by. You know, my flesh would say, oh, I only got an hour. (laughs) But my spirit would say, hey, you got an hour. How about you go eat it? Right? There's, There's either a way out or there's a way in. Look for the way in. Amen? Our flesh is always looking for the way out. Our spirit's always looking for the way in. If we'll look for the way in, we'll find it. We won't step away and be, be where we shouldn't be doing things we shouldn't be doing. We'll always be where we should be doing the things God's called us to do. Pressing towards the mark. Pressing towards the mark. Keep your goal in mind. You want to be worthy of the call that God's given you in your life. Everybody's got a call in their life. Everybody. Glory to God. You got a song, Michelle?